welcome to the Tin Lounge. I'm Teresa, owner of Get Out Custom Travels and creator of Fan With Intention. And I'm Corrine, creator of Travel Biz Boss and co-owner of Journey's Travel Company. We won't let you leave without some headlines, so stay with us until the end for excess baggage. So today we have an incredible guest speaker, and I am just ecstatic with the content. Like I literally cannot wait. And so last month, I know I talked about this. I went to Jordan with the travel corporation and uh, they had a rep from Treadwright, their philanthropic arm on the trip with us because it was their first make travel matter fam. So on this trip, I had the pleasure of meeting Parissa Purim, who is part of TTC and Treadwright. She's the marketing communications manager there. And so she was on the trip with us and she gave this presentation on their initiatives on one of our bus rides. And then we just inadvertently became bus buddies during the entire trip because we just sat next to each other. Um, And after getting to know her, I was just like, we must have her on the Tin Lounge. Not only was she super cool, super knowledgeable about the topic, we've talked about how sustainable travel is such a huge um, trend right now amongst our travelers. So I really wanted to share all this information with our listeners, at least to give our listeners a starting off point in in hopes of them incorporating sustainability into their day-to-day business and how they deal with clients and also their own travels. Absolutely. And before we jump into our discussion with Parissa, we want to give a shout out to our podcast network, Trav Market Media. Head on over to travmarketmedia.com where you can find other amazing podcasts to grow and build your business. Hey, Parissa, thank you so much for joining us in our episode this week. I am so crazy excited. I know Corrine is as well to talk to you about sustainability. Um, with our episodes in the past, we've really touched on how sustainability is becoming a trend and it's always been a topic, but now people are focusing more on it. So we really wanted to bring you one of the sustainability experts on our podcast to talk about sustainability and travel. Thank you so much for having me, Teresa. This is such an honor and the topic I love talking about. So I'm really excited to be here. Yes. And I love how you are repping uh, the Travel Corporation. And we love the brands that go with TTC, like Trafalgar, you know, Brendan, all that good stuff. And um, after our experience in Jordan, the Make Travel Matter experience that I had with you guys last month, I'm like, I need to have a deeper conversation and let our audience know and learn a bit more about what this means. Um, so as we get started, can you talk talk briefly about TTC and also Treadwright's mission in this aspect of travel? Yeah, absolutely. So as you know, TTC is a global travel brand. We have 40 incredible brands um, under the umbrella and the Treadwright Foundation is the philanthropic arm of our organization. So it was born um, in 2008 and it really solidified the beginning of our sustainable travel journey. Um, It funds sustainable travel organizations around the world. To date, we've funded more than 60 and it's it's actually funded solely by our brands, the revenue from our brands. So we don't take any donations and our collective mission uh, between our brands, between our foundation is to make travel matter for the planet, its people and wildlife. And of course, for our consumers as well. Uh, talking a little bit more, more about why sustainable travel is so important. Yeah, absolutely. And Teresa, I think you touched on a part of it, the consumer demand. But first, I'd like to just 
note that I don't think it's only important anymore. I think it's critical. Travel wouldn't be where it is or what it is without our beautiful planet and landscapes, without the communities and cultures and people we visit and the wildlife we have the privilege to see. So it really is the foundation of our industry. And without it, our industry wouldn't exist and consumers wouldn't have the amazing opportunities to make these lifelong memories. So um, I think it's our responsibility to uphold um, our planet, its people and wildlife, just to ensure that our industry stays alive. But just as global citizens, I think it's our responsibility. Um, And just on the consumer aspect, we're seeing more and more that people are becoming much more aware and educated on the need for sustainable travel. And so they're seeking out these opportunities and these businesses that are delivering and it makes great business sense as well in that case to to really join that movement i think and when people think sustainability the first thing they think of is environmental you know like no plastic straws reusable water bottle just the basics but we have learned that it's more than just environmentally based and it's not enough now to just say, you know, we're carbon neutral or, or anything like that. It's, it's just not enough. So can you tell us like the different ways travel can be sustainable and also how we can go below the surface level of being quote unquote sustainable? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, that's a great point. First off, I would say that going past the environmental impact, like you said, um, looking at things like upholding the cultures of places, um, making sure that People and communities aren't exploited by travel, which can often happen, unfortunately, and same goes for wildlife, Uh, making sure that our travels actually have a positive impact in leaving a place better than we found it, not just the way it was, but better. Um, And that really entails, you know, empowering people, empowering communities, making sure they get the economic benefit that the tourism dollars really go where it counts. That's huge, I think. Um, But another way to look at it is kind of what we did within TTC when thinking about it was... Um, so we looked at what we thought were the six areas that travel has the most impact on the planet and society. Um, and then we actually launched our five-year sustainability strategy called How We Tread Right in 2020, which has 11 measurable goals tied to these six issues. Um, and on a higher level, they tie to the United Nations global goals as well. So we're really making sure we're driving a tangible impact. But I think the lens of those six issues is a really great place to start. So the six issues we look at are climate, so the environment, food, waste, which both tie into environment, but also into communities, travel experiences, diversity and inclusion, and wildlife. And so if I were to just give one example, for example, waste, you know, making sure that we eliminate all unnecessary single-use plastics from our business and from our trips. Um, And at the same time, trying to give our consumers the knowledge and the education so that they can take that on their travels, but also take it home with them. So, you know, encouraging them to bring a reusable water bottle on their trips, for example. It's really those small changes that have a lasting impact when done, you know, en masse. So I think those six issues are a great way to think about it. And of course, we have so many resources um, to dive deeper into them. I won't get into all of them because it could take a while. but, But yeah, that's a great place to start, I think. What are some ways for us as travel advisors to identify if a trip or a company is sustainable? What questions should we be asking to determine that? Yeah, that's a really great question. Um, I think like we talked about, because consumer demand is increasing and because businesses are becoming so aware that they need to become sustainable, a lot of 
a lot of companies are kind of trying to rush and trying to get there by any means possible. And unfortunately, sometimes this results in greenwashing, which is basically when a company is faking it. So, you know, they're putting out these claims that are not backed by evidence, they're not substantiated, and they're basically trying to give this perception to consumers that they're environmentally friendly. And, and you know, they could be using terms like green and eco and jargon, but not really backing it up with anything. So I think the first really best step is to try to distinguish and identify instances where that's happening. And a really great way is to look for certain things or ask certain questions, like you said, for example, do they have a sustainability strategy in place? Do they have measurable goals? Do they put out an impact report that's, you know, public and and transparent, you know? Um, I think those things are really important to look for. And it once you kind of get the hang of it, it does become a lot more clear and distinguishable right away. And I think another really important thing is to look for signs that people and wildlife especially aren't being exploited by companies. Or on the flip side, that they're being empowered. So for example, does the organization, let's say it's a tour company, do they visit local restaurants and shops that are owned by maybe underrepresented people? You know, are they upholding those communities? At the very least, are they are they visiting and empowering organizations that are local and authentic? And then on the flip side for wildlife, you know, is a sanctuary really a sanctuary? Or is it just saying it is and just taking profits to have people come visit? We at the Travel Corporation, we have an animal welfare policy, which our operations teams use religiously when they're picking out wildlife experiences for itineraries. And so, and also every year we go in and we audit the hundreds of wildlife experiences that we offer to make sure that they adhere. And the way we've designed the policy is so that it's also very consumer friendly. So if you're really interested to kind of see what the red flags are of an ethical wildlife experiences versus one that may be exploiting animals, you could read our policy. It's like three pages and, and know what signs to look for. So I think just educating yourself on maybe those major things is key. And then it just starts to kind of become habit. I and I feel that. like it's super nice that TTC, they do have sustainability at the forefront. So I think for the most part, advisors can be confident that if they are looking at a TTC brand experience, that they can they can know that, yes, we are adhering to sustainability initiatives that are evidence-based. And, um, you know, there there are resources available through GTC and TreadRight, correct, for them to yes, exactly. do their research? Yeah, and I, I love that point that you made because I think a really good travel company does the work for the consumer. And as long as the consumer is empowered and educated enough to be able to choose the right companies to travel with, then our job is to just have you be rest assured that you are traveling with a company that takes these things seriously, puts their money where their mouth is and delivers. And then you can just go have your lovely vacation, you know, and, and it doesn't have to be something that hinders your experience. And yes, we do have a ton of resources. For example, we have our impact hub. The URL is simply impact.ttc.com. And we've designed it to showcase what we're doing, but also to give our consumers just tips and, and, friendly advice on just tangible dif- changes they can make to make a real difference. So we we think working together with our with our consumers, but also within the industry is really important if we want to make real change. So we're really open to that. Yeah, you touched on a really great point in that when people, even if they do want to prioritize sustainability, they don't want to work harder on their vacations in order to make that happen. So I always feel like if we're trying to make a difference, try to make it as easy 
as possible and doesn't require them to <laughs> use extra exactly. brain space to, to, to decide if their vacation is going to be sustainable or not. Exactly. You never wanted to hinder your travel experience. And, and we try to go above and beyond to make sure that, you know, we're taking care of it. Rest assured that you've already done your part by choosing a sustainable company and now you can relax and enjoy. Yeah, that's perfect. Vacations aren't supposed to be work. So <laughs> exactly, <laughs> that's the point. <laughs> yep. So in looking at the grand scheme of things in the industry, how do you feel TTC and TreadRight fits into the sustainable travel movement? Yeah, great question. So, I mean, we have our sustainability strategy. We put out our first impact report last year, uh, reporting on our progress against the first year of our strategy. And, you know, we're very transparent about our wins and our challenges. We do like to work within the industry, as I mentioned, um, with even some of our competitors sometimes, because we recognize that this is a shared challenge and we're all, we all have a vested interest in the future of our industry. And so sometimes that's the bigger picture. You know, you, you have to put the competition aside and just say, we're going to work together. So that's a huge part of it. And, and I think this is a really good time to highlight our Make Travel Matter experiences, which Teresa, you brought up a little earlier. Um, so as part of our strategy, we created this program, which we went into it with the goal of creating these conscious travel experiences that went beyond just feel good um, to something we could actually measure and that could be tangible. And so we created an e-assessment tool that was endorsed by industry experts. Our operations teams design travel experiences. And when they find a really good one that they think would be part of this program, they put it through the tool. And the tool basically asks a bunch of questions to really measure if the experience is advancing one of the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. Um, so that way we can really measure impact and say, okay, this is just this is not just a feel-good experience, but it's actually making a change. Um, and so our goal was to have at least one experience on half of our itineraries by 2025. And in our first year, we smashed it. Our operations teams are so passionate about this that they just hit the ground running. And we actually hit the 51% mark in our first year. And now our brands are like, okay, we want to we get to 100. And so just to put that in perspective, that was over 550 experiences in our first year. So um, I think really trying to transform the way we design travel um, and deliver travel is a huge part of the question and, and the solution. So I think uh, we're well on our way. It seems like you're really setting an example. I really love the transparency and I like the idea of being able to go, can you say that website again? Yeah. Impact .ttc.com. Simply impact.ttc.com. Yeah. I like the idea of being able to go there to see an idea of how the strategies work and then and then know what to look for in the future so that we can make it easier on our clients. Yes, exactly. I think it's a shared challenge and, and the solution lies within our collaboration, you know, and we can all do our little part to make a big change. Mm-hmm. So in looking at all the initiatives that you guys have done, what would you say is one of your favorite sustainability initiatives? This is such a hard question because there's so many and I don't want to take up all your listeners' time. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But I will highlight one of my favorite. Okay, can I do two? But I'll be quick. Yes. yes. (laughs) (laughs) I want to know what they are. (laughs) Okay, so two of our Treadway projects that are more recent projects, um, 
are just very close to my heart. I think they're such amazing initiatives. So one is called Rainbow Railroad. And we fund it through TreadRight to support their work. And what they do is that they support members of the LGBTQ plus community who are living in countries where they face persecution for their identity. And we're talking like life and death situations here. Um, So what Rainbow Railroad does is they provide them a safe pathway to get out of that country and resettle in a new country. And they've done this for, for thousands of people. And most recently, a lot of their work has been in Afghanistan. Uh, which, of course, we know that is a critical time over there. And so they're really like their true heroes. So it's so nice to be able to fund them and support them in their work. Because when we think of travel, we don't necessarily think of that type of travel, you know, but there's a lot that goes into some of the social issues we face. Um, and then another one that's a little bit more direct in how it affects the the travel industry is a project called the Pathways Project that we have supported. We're actually a founding um, investor, and it's it's kind of like a startup organization that provides um, grants and sponsorships for members of the BIPOC community to become tour guides. So this this was born out of the need for more representation within tour guides. Um, particularly, it was born in the states. If we look at like the southern states and some of the the travel experiences there, like visiting the civil rights movement trail, for example, or itineraries that are focused around that, we were seeing a lot of non-Black tour guides, which didn't make sense because the representation isn't there. These aren't the people that have lived it through their families and their, their, you know, historical, the context. And so the problem is that there's a bit of a barrier to entry to the tour guide space. So what this program does is provide sponsorships for members of that community to be able to get their tour guiding space so we can get more representation on trips, which I think is really, really crucial. Wow, those two initiatives are so incredible. And I'm glad you mentioned two of them because how could you possibly choose between all of the all of the amazing ones that you guys have? But wow, I, I don't know about you, Kareen, but like I got chills just hearing about the two well, that she yes. mentioned. <laughs> As a former LGBTQIA activist, obviously that first one, and I'm taking a um, Vietnam and Cambodia river cruise with Uniworld this year, along with a fellow activist. So Amazing. I need, and he's going to be listening to this. So hi, John. Um, hi, I'm going to have to send him the information on Rainbow Railroad because I didn't even realize that was one of the initiatives. So. I know it's I feel really lucky to be involved in this work. It really is such heartwarming work. And, and yes, you can find all the um, information about the projects we fund at treadright.org. And I mean, Teresa, like I could talk about the amount of amazing MTM experiences we have as well. Iraq Alamir, which we visited in Jordan, which is empowering women in a country that's notoriously women are underemployed. But I mean, I can go on for days. But yeah, those two are so, two of my So does TTC and TreadRight try to incorporate these initiatives into the tours, for example, and the experience with consumers? And if so, you know, how are you guys doing that? Yeah, that's a great question. We definitely try where we can. Um, for example, one of our TreadRight projects is called Green Bronx Machine. It's in the it's in New York. And what it does is it creates um, sustainable agriculture within classrooms. So it teaches kids to use aeroponic systems to grow vegetables. It's incredible. Um, and we have the opportunity with our Kentucky tours that visit New York to go visit them. So and in that case, it's also a make travel matter experience. 
Uh, so it's twofold there. It's a tread right project and a make travel matter experience that kind of comes down to logistics. If it's possible, we do it. But then we have organizations like Iraq Alamir who we actually stopped funding them a couple years ago because the great thing about tread right funding is our aim isn't just to throw money at the problem. We really want to create foundational change. So what we did with them was teach the woman, you know, how to run their business, set up their accounting, set up their computer so that they could be set for the long haul. And then they didn't need us anymore. But now it's kind of full circle because now we take our guests there as a make travel matter experience. So now we're supporting them in that way. We're bringing them customers, we're bringing them guests that can learn about what they do, but also support them economically. So it's very full circle. And we just try to incorporate as much as we can within our trips or our foundation as possible. That was one of my favorite travel experiences when I was traveling with you guys last month because you know you you read about how cool this co-op is but then you go there and you actually meet the women see the way they work and look at the artisanal products that they learned how to make and I was like can I buy this entire place like I wanted (laughs) all the ceramics Um, but then we had an amazing lunch there and so it was a really great travel experience that didn't feel like you know as a consumer, if I was going to be a consumer, I didn't feel like my trip was lessened or made harder by being part of the sustainable make travel matter experience. I felt like I was more immersed in the destination of anything. Exactly. And I think that's a huge point when you're trying to uphold cultures and communities is find these authentic experiences that really showcase, you know, the richness of a place and empowers its people at the same time. So you're supporting the people that need it the most and and ensuring that a destination stays authentic and the fabric of that place isn't isn't altered, you know. Um, and, and in that sense, it's also really important to work with the organization to let uh, them tell us what they need from a travel experience without us trying to control that narrative or or that experience because really the storytelling should live with those people. And, and I think the guests benefit the most that way as well. That's when they're really getting those life-changing experiences and awareness. So I'm really happy that you felt that way. I did too. It was such a great experience. What are some easy changes that we can make to increase the sustainability of our travel experiences? Maybe for us as travel advisors and also to help our clients learn. Yes, I'm really happy you asked. Um, So we've created a Make Travel Matter checklist which you can also find at treadright.org slash checklist simply. And it basically, we looked at the travel experience and we divided it between, you know, before you travel, you're planning, when you're on trip, and then after you return and, and just the simple tangible changes you can make. And this was created for consumers and we've also provided it to our, our trade partners so that they can provide it to their, their guests. Um, and it's really simple. It looks at things like, you know, bringing a reusable water bottle, Packing a little lighter if you can, because even a one, two pound decrease in your in your luggage size makes a difference on the carbon emissions on your trip, you know, or like if you're in destination and you're in a city and you're able to take a bike as opposed to get an Uber, do that. You get to see the city more and you, you know, decrease your carbon footprint, um, making sure you buy local, eat local as much as you can. Never ride wild animals. That's another huge one, of course. Yeah, we have tons of of great little tips and some things that I'm sure a lot of people apply in their everyday lives, like, you know, turn the AC off when you are not in your hotel room or turn the heat off. And and I think that mentality of like carrying forward your sustainable practice to your travels is something that should really 
be ingrained because I think a lot of people go somewhere and they're like, okay, well, I'm off the clock now. I could just do whatever. I'm on trip. But it's just so easy to, to carry over your sustainable practices. So trying to instill in people's mind to do those things and be mindful, I think, goes a long way. That's fun. I Maybe I need to get that checklist and include it in one of my <laughs> newsletters. Please do. Yeah. People just love get it, it out to all That's my great. clients, you know? Yeah. yeah. And social media posts. Come on. So many yes. different ways we could be using yep. that kind yeah. of information. And I think people are looking for guidance and the those those small, easy changes that, you know, really they can feel good about and that really go a long way. So yeah, great ideas. Awesome. Well, this has been such an amazing conversation. I mean, I feel like we could talk about this all day, um, but I, I, I'm super happy that we are able to have this topic so that our listeners can at least get an idea of what sustainable travel is, how to incorporate it into their business, uh, into their own travel habits, and also to let their, their, um, their clients know before they go on their trips. So this was a huge, huge help. And I hope that we can spread this, you know, initiative to the industry and make it more of a mainstream thing versus something that's like a one-off or an exception. Exactly. And so I'm so appreciative of you guys of having me, of having this conversation. I can tell you guys are both very passionate. So that makes me feel so good. And I think you're right. It's just about, I think, eliminating that stigma of what sustainable travel is and what it isn't, you know, just be responsible, make good choices, go with the right companies and you'll be okay. Love it. Thank you again, Parissa. It was so wonderful chatting with you. Thank you ladies so much for having me. It was such a good time and I hope to talk to you again soon. All right. Are we ready to dive into some excess baggage? Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's time for excess baggage, which is a speed round of headlines that are pretty self-explanatory. So you can learn a lot in just a couple of minutes. First up, Travel Age West has announced a new advisory board, and guess who is on it? Our own Teresa. Board members who were handpicked by the editorial staff will serve a three-year term and will meet as a group two or three times per year. Over the course of their term, they will serve as ambassadors to the brand, aiding the Travel Age West team in content development and brand strategy. And obviously, they are brilliant if they chose Teresa to be on the board. <laughs> According to Travel, excuse me, Travel Weekly, Alma Waterways is extending its complimentary pre- and post-cruise land tour packages for select cruises in Europe and Egypt for 2023. The special offer applies to groups and FIT travelers booking through March 31st. The add-ons consist of complimentary two, three, and four-night land tour packages that include daily breakfast, transfers, city tours, and other excursions. They also report that Jamaica or the Jamaica Inn in Ocho Rios has introduced a farm to skin foraging experience that enables guests to forage for natural ingredients and its tropical gardens that can be used to create spa products for treatments at the resort's ocean spa. Travel Pulse reports that ASTA submitted written comments to a proposal from the DOT outlining rules that require U.S. air carriers, foreign air carriers, and ticket agents to clearly disclose passenger-specific or itinerary-specific baggage fees, change fees, and cancellation fees to consumers. Another article from them says that tour operator Intrepid Travel debuted over 80 new experiences available for travelers this year from ethical adventures bringing travelers closer to wildlife around the world, activities supporting women-led businesses and the indigenous communities, and much more. An article from Travel Agent Central reports that a new study by World Travel and Tourism Council 
trip, uh, trip.com and Deloitte shows a heightened appetite for sustainable tourism amongst consumers with 69% of travelers actively seeking sustainable travel options. Another one from them says that Carnival Cruise Line has announced the return of its Amp Up Commission Challenge, which allows commission or allows travel advisors to qualify for higher commission rates this year. The program enables travel advisors to increase their commissions up to 15% for the full year based on bookings made from January 1st through March 31st, 2023. According to Travel Market Report, Barbados will host the 41st edition of the Caribbean Hotel and Tourism Association's Caribbean Travel Marketplace from May 9th through 11th, 2023. And our high note today is also from Travel Market Report with a headline that reads, Forbes says you need a travel advisor in 2023. While a lot of the article is what advisors have always known, Christopher Elliott says that now, after the pandemic, travel advisors are virtually indestructible. And that's it for Excess Baggage. Uh, we need to cue that song, Titanium, right now. <laughs> that is literally or, our theme song. unstoppable. <laughs> yes, that too. <laughs> <laughs> Just a reminder that all the articles we've referenced today can be found in the show notes. Please remember that we didn't write the news. We're just sharing it. If you've enjoyed the episode, please subscribe, leave a review, and or share the show. Also, head on over to our Facebook and Instagram pages, which are both under the Tin Lounge. We'll link them in the show notes. Thank you so much again to Parissa for joining us today for this amazing conversation. And I hope you guys took some value out of it because I know I learned a lot from just even though I felt like I already knew a lot, I still learned even more. If you have any questions, comments, or just want to say hello, please shoot us a DM or email us at hello at the tinlounge.com. We'll see you all next week. Bye.